Spirit of the Living God, have your way this morning in our lives. Brood over our hearts. Cause the word of God this morning to settle upon our hearts. Let it mix with faith. And let it bear fruits in the name of Jesus. By faith, Lord, this morning I received the tongue of the Leonard. As we share your word, O oh God, this morning, enlighten our hearts. Amen. Revive us again. Amen. Help us to dream again. Amen. Help us to be who you have created us to be. Amen. To the end that each one of us will be your worship and your praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. And the people of God said, Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we give Jesus a clap offering for that wonderful, wonderful ministration? This year, 2023, the atmosphere will shift for you. In the name of Jesus. I see age-long afflictions being broken. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, this Sunday and perhaps the next Sunday, God helping us, we'll be focusing on this subject, dream again. Dream again. Can you just turn to somebody and say dream again? No, you didn't say it like you mean it. Say it with conviction. Okay, I will dream again. I'll crave your indulgence to say that My wife and I spent the last couple of days of our trip in a very cold region. Very, very cold region. A place where when you exhale, when I say exhale, it means when you breathe out, you see your breath literally freeze in front of you and possibly fall to the ground. But one of the things that that experience does for someone is that it makes you know that you and those who are around you are alive. Because as you breathe out, you just see your breath come out. Sometimes it will just hang there in the air before it begins to dissipate. And because as you and those around you breathe out, you can see their breath visibly and you can be rest assured that this person standing by me is living and not dead. So while it gives us or gives someone momentary joy that you and those around you are at least, at least on the outside are alive, 
something also dropped in my mind. I came to realize that there are thoughts. There are goals that have fallen ill and even died which cannot be seen. Even though it is evident you are alive by the breath you breathe and you can see it freeze but there are certain things that are not seen that could be dead. So while we enjoy the life around us there are things inside us that could be dead. And that is why today's message is dream again. Dream again. I just wonder, has anybody in the room ever had a crazy dream? Has anyone ever had a dream that is like real life to you is only when you wake up you realize that ah this is a dream you, you are sitting in the office for instance and uh, your boss is commending you in front of your colleagues that you did very well and you completed the proposal in record time and that you have submitted it and you wake up all of a sudden and then realize that you have done none of the work that you are supposed to do and the project has not been submitted or the proposal has not been submitted has it ever happened to anybody <laughs> or you dream you are in a boat cruise in a French island and they are speaking French to you and you are understanding with some very beautiful meals served only for you to wake up and still find out you are still in Antony village <laughs> has anybody ever had such a dream <laughs> <laughs> and also then realize that even French you don't understand but in the dream they were speaking it and you understand it anyway today I, I want to talk to us about a different kind of dream I want us to focus our attention and time on a different kind of dream so the kind I've explained to you we all have that that is a kind of dream but the one I want to focus on today is a bit different. And the dream I'm talking about are things we desire to see come to fruition in our lives. The things that may even feel out of reach to you. The things that appear like we can't attain them. Those are the kind of dreams I want to talk about this morning. Things we can call aspirations. They are goals. And for a lot of us in this room, there are prayers gone unanswered. Hopes that God will give us something we've been dreaming for what have not been realized. I know there are some here who may be saying, ah, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm just lucky to be where I am today. I'm 45, I'm 50, I'm 55 years old. And I have given up on dreams. Uh, wherever life takes me, I go. I want to tell you that that is a lie of the devil. If 
Warren Buffet at the age of 92, at least I know about two or three years ago, he's still investing in stocks. A man who was 89 or 90 years is still investing in stocks. Then you have no reason to give up on your dreams. If Daddy Jill could tell us that what we are seeing, we have seen nothing. That we are only starting a man at 80, then no one of us has a right to give up on your dreams. Believe it or not, I, I, I want you to know that dreams don't come from you. Oh yes, there are some that come. The Bible talks about dreams coming as a multitude of business. But the kind of dream I am talking about this morning, they don't come from you. When God created you, he created you and I in his likeness. And a lot of things, when they say God created us in his likeness, it only means that we're created physically like God. No. That's part of it, but it's not all. He gave you dominion over the earth because he himself has dominion over everything. So it might interest you to know that God is the most creative being in existence. Everything that we see, he taught it up and then created it. How many of you believe that? God first thought it, then created it. And just as God's creativity is a part of him, he put that DNA in the inside of each one of us. So the creativity we have in our dreams and the passion that comes from us, God is the one that put it in the inside of us. That is what I want you to know, first of all, this morning. It is a gift that he has given us. So when we think of these dreams in our lives, where we want to end up in life, things we want to see, things we want to see happen, oftentimes they are placed in our hearts by God. As a young child, during Christmas, on Boxing Day, my parents shared gifts to us. They just buy things for us as children based on what they feel we will like. And over the years, I, I got a bit disappointed. Each time I opened my gift, it turned out to be not something I really wanted. Imagine as a child, you are wishing they would buy you as Christmas gift, Lego. Only for you to open the pack, it is socks. What would you do with socks? You even want to wear your shoes without socks. Socks is a burden. Or somebody said bicycle. And they give you some educational materials. That's the last thing you want. I wasn't a Christian as a child. A Christian as I mean an understanding Christian. But I know as a child I asked God to give my parents the spirit of discernment. To be able to discern and know in our hearts what we want. So, this particular Christmas, I must have been 10 
11 or 12. I can't remember exactly how old I was then. That time, what was raining was corduroy. Velvet. Now, there are two different kinds of corduroy. There's the one they call akuche. Eh? Then there's the one that is striped. The one that is striped was the one raining that time and that is the one I wanted. I craved it. I longed for it. So I was pretty sure that this particular Christmas my parents were going to buy me velvet trousers for Christmas. Why? Because I had in so many ways hinted it. Hinted it sufficiently enough that I believed they would have caught it. So when the gifts were placed under the tree, on that boxing day, I wasn't sure if it was the velvet with stripes or the one they used for chairs, the plain one. <laughs> I mean, I craved, I craved it with all my being. Whenever I saw people wearing that particular velvet, man, goosebumps comes all over my body. I just felt that these were first-class citizens. You know? Another thing that was raining that time was silk. I silk shirt, silk, silk, yes. Some people understand. Some people, it's like these things don't happen anymore. But silk, I mean, that was asking for too much. I was content with just having velvet trousers. Thinking to have silk in addition to that was, I mean, uh, I was being greedy in my, in my, in my imagination. So, like I was saying, this Christmas, as my siblings, you go according to age. I was one of the youngest. As my siblings were opening their gifts and also getting everything they wanted, I really didn't look forward to opening mine because I feared I would be disappointed. So my dad noticed the lack of excitement in me and then called me and asked if I was okay. I told him I was. And then he urged me to open my gift. And so I took my pack and I tore it open. To my greatest amazement, it was a beautiful, coffee brown, striped velvet trouser. And in addition, was a flowery navy blue silk shirt. I cannot forget the joy that I felt on that particular Christmas. I cannot forget it ever. Because my expectations were exceeded. Here I was. I was content with just having a velvet trouser. If possible, a striped one. But I got what I hoped for. And in addition, a very trendy silk shirt. I was blown away. Can I tell you something, church? Sometimes the dreams you have for yourself are too small. I repeat that. Sometimes the dreams we have of ourselves or for ourselves are too small. 
And you've got a God that dreams even bigger dreams than you dream for yourself. Just like me, I dreamt of just a trouser. But my father dreamt of something bigger for me than I dreamt for myself. Something similar also happened this Christmas. I had a wristwatch that was given to me as a gift and I loved it and I've been wearing it. And we were living where we were in Houston to go to where my children were. And that morning, just that morning, I just couldn't find my wristwatch anymore. I searched everywhere, searched everywhere. I could not find it. And I just said, the God who gave me this wristwatch. Because my daughter also lost her camera. Yes, I was saying to her, the God who gave me the wristwatch and who I believe will give me another one will also make you find your camera or give you another one. And lo and behold, this Christmas I was opening gifts for myself. And what did I open? A wristwatch I had always dreamt of. As an iPhone user, I downloaded the app years ago. The app of the, of the watch without the phone. Saying one day I will have the watch that will match this and that was exactly what I got this Christmas. So, sometimes God dreams a lot bigger for us than we dream for ourselves. What I want to tell you is you should not stop dreaming simply because you feel your dreams have not come into fruition. Don't do that. The devil will lure you and guide you into such a state of mind. Don't fall for it. I want you to understand this morning that God has a desire for you that is beyond the desires that you have for yourself. If you believe that, say an amen. amen. If you are not careful, you may put yourself in a position where you are not standing in the front place with God and that same God is ready to give you a dream you never, never imagined could be given to you. And simply because you've lost faith, simply because you've lost hope in God that can, in God that will, and in the God that does. God can, God will, and God can do. Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, that God, Ephesians 3.20, that God does immeasurably or exceeding above all we can ask or think or dream for ourselves. That think is to dream. All you can think. He does exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. But you know that John chapter 10 
verse 10 reminds us of something we may often forget. It tells us our real enemy in this world is out to do three things. And what are those three things? To steal, to kill, and destroy. And the place where he starts this his ministry is where? In our dreams. In our thoughts. In our dreams. That is where the ministry of the devil starts. What is his ministry? To steal, to kill, and destroy. I think of many of us. I think for many of us. We find ourselves in that place today where the devil has stolen our dreams. God has deposited his dream or his dreams in the inside of each of us. Of something that we want to do. Of something that we want to be. Of something that we want to see. That thing you want to see, it is God that put it inside. Never tell yourself that this is too big for you. My very good friend, we all had jobs. He didn't have a job. Was busy going around roaming streets, spending time in our offices, disturbing us, sometimes asking for lunch. He was staying with his uncle. One day his uncle woke up and said to him, Won't you go and look for a job? Every time you are dreaming, when I, when I real estate, when I do this, when I do that, won't you go and look for a job? That hit him. But he didn't allow that to devastate him. He did not allow that dream to die. Today he is one of the biggest real estate practitioners. Then he said that he saw himself with a building with the name of his company on top of that tall building. Today, he lives in one of those skyscrapers in Banana Island, flowing from a dream. Maybe things haven't worked as you have planned. You've convinced yourself it will never happen. I want you to know that that is what the enemy wants you to believe. You have a choice to believe in what the enemy wants you to believe or to believe in the dream that God has put in your heart. The enemy will love you to believe it is over. The enemy will love you to believe it's never going to happen. There's a particular story that explains so perfectly this concept of what we dream for ourselves not being in comparison with what God dreams for us. And this story is the story of Abraham in the Bible. The story of Abraham runs through several chapters of Genesis. And it begins in Genesis chapter 15. I mean, the real story of Abraham. 
the core story of Abraham begins in Genesis chapter 15 and goes all the way to Genesis chapter 22. So we'll just jump around and touch on the relevant portions together. But I want to encourage you after this message, if it speaks to you, to go back and read these chapters in its entirety. If you're following Daddy Gio's Bible reading plan, you know by now you should be in Genesis chapter 46 or thereabouts, okay? Which I encourage every one of us to do. Make it your goal. The people that do it don't have to wait. Make it your goal to read the entire Bible in one year. That is why you are a Christian. Follow a reading plan. So this is where it begins. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 1 to 5. Let me read it. Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you being blessed so far? Yes. After these things, Genesis 15 from verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. That's Eliezer. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own boils. Your loins shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, count the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. God is saying to Abraham, I'm not just giving you one son. Go out and look up to the stars. Count the stars. As many as you can count, so shall your offspring be. Is somebody listening to me? In Genesis chapter 17 verse 4, God says, Genesis 17 verse 4, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of what? many nations not just the father of a son but the father of a nation I mean this is a great example in my opinion of God's dream being bigger than yours is that making sense? is that making sense? only one person answered me Abraham's dream was to father a son and God's dream for Abraham was for him to be the father of nations. God's dream was much bigger. May God open your hearts to believe this morning. Amen. But we see the enemy attack Abraham all throughout the story. Time and time again. So I will share with us all I've been doing is laying a foundation for the core message I want to share. I'll be sharing with us 
three things Abraham had to go through. Three ways that the enemy attacked Abraham's dream that I refer to as dream killers. For the sake of time, we will only share one of those dream killers today. And the remaining two, by the grace of God, will share in next Sunday service. Am I making sense? And I believe many people in this room fight these same dream killers. I believe so. These same dream killers that the enemy makes us go through. So, you see in Genesis chapter 16 from verse 1. Genesis 16 from verse 1. Are you with me? Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing. Now, before we go on, I want to introduce to you, I went ahead of you, of myself. I want to introduce to you the first dream killer. And what is the first dream killer? Unfulfilled expectations. Unfulfilled expectations. Sarai is with her husband. They have never been able to bear children. Her husband tells her the promise that God has given that they will have children together. Sarah, I'm just trying to paraphrase this rather than read it. Sarah looks to her husband and says, But I have no children. I have expected it. I have believed it. And yet you are telling me this, that we are going to have children. Now that I'm how many years old? You've raised my expectations. You've raised them in the past. And those expectations have now come unfulfilled, my dear husband. Is there anyone here who ever set the bar very high? You dreamed, you prayed, you believed, you put money in. You not only even put money into it, you put time, you put thoughts, you put energy, you put all manners of resources only for it to be unfulfilled. Do you think it's easy to already have faith that God has got it this time around. God has got it this time. You know, sometimes like when you go to a place like the Holy Ghost service and that word of prophecy comes, say, you know, I know that this is for me. Has anybody ever been there? I, I, I know that is for me. But months pass. Years pass. And those words are unfulfilled. Often, when unfulfilled expectations come into our lives, we find ourselves in a place where 
we hurt and we are broken or we are empty. In actual fact, we feel hopeless. No longer do we dream, but we are without hope. There's one thing not to be able to dream, and there's another thing to be without hope. That is what they call a state of despair. Brethren, I must tell you, it is very challenging to expect one thing and get nothing altogether. Now, church, listen to me. The danger with unfulfilled expectations is that it can often lead us to taking matters into our own hands. That is the greatest danger. In this story, in this story of Sarai and Abraham, is proof that human conditions transcends thousands of years because we see here Sarah is saying to the husband go sleep with our maid perhaps I can build a family through her at that point what happened they took matters into their own hands Abraham agreed to what Sarai said. So what happens is Hagar gets pregnant and they have a son and the son is named Ishmael. And Ishmael also becomes or almost rather becomes a counterfeit dream that God had put in the heart of Abraham. Did you hear me? A counterfeit dream that God put in the inside of Abraham. An imitation program of what God had already planned and promised. I wonder how many of us, because of unfulfilled expectations, have taken our dreams into our own hands without the author and perfecter of our faith's help. Some people have dreamt that at a particular age they would get married. But that dream appears unfulfilled and you have taken matters into your own hands. A friend of mine, when we were out of school, we were serving in Lagos, he said to me, Conrad, whether we like him or not for this Lagos, we will make him or we will make him. Years later, he became a kingpin of 419. Took matters into his own hands. So we wonder why we are frustrated and tired sometimes. Maybe it's because we are holding on to counterfeit dreams that we have created for ourselves instead of the bigger dream that God can create for us. That's what happens when we take matters into our hands. We allow the enemy to speak through unfulfilled expectations instead of having faith and belief in what God has promised. Let's fast forward 30 years later and God comes back to Abraham and this time the man is 90 years old. And in the process of these 
chapters that we skipped. Abraham once, Abraham once called Abraham once called Abraham. Sarah was once called Sarai. Why? Because God has been doing a work in them, preparing them for the promise that would ultimately become. And so he's giving them new names in preparation for that promise. So Abraham is now Abraham and Sarai is now Sarah. We are fast forwarding, Abby. After all these, God reconfirms the covenant he made with both of them, telling them he will be the father of many nations. And that is something that interests me about God sometimes. He puts a dream in your heart. And the reason he does that is that he wants you to trust him and hold on to him for the fulfillment of that dream. But the moment you decide to begin to take things into your hands, what does God do? God folds his hands. When you have finished and perhaps have come to the realization that you have outdone yourself, God will come back and say, are you ready? And that was what happened to them at the age of 90. God begins to reconfirm the covenant again. And why am I saying this to you? If you had given up on your dreams before, due to unfulfilled expectations, if you are taking matters into your hands because of unfulfilled expectations, I want you to know this morning that God has not given up on you. You are in this morning's service because perhaps God is reconfirming to you that that dream you once had, he is the one that placed it in your heart. So from where you are standing today, be ready to go along with God for the fulfillment of that dream that God has put in your heart. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Ah, church is too quiet. The challenge, however, is you probably have taken matters into your own hands. Or you may be here and you are in need of God reconfirming the dream he put in your heart. He's willing to do so this morning. If you are taking matters into your own hands, all that God needs for you to do is wherever you are, to do what? Step on the bricks and turn away and turn to God for greater grace. Am I making sense this morning? I thought I was sharing something that is helpful. But it seems that people are sleeping. You are not answering me. You are awake? You are alive? Amen. I'm saying to you this morning, in any way weariness, has set into your God-given dream. There is revival for you this morning. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In any way dreams have died in the inside of you due to unfulfilled expectations, 
the Lord will revive it this morning. In the name of Jesus. Am I to assume that the people saying Amen are only the people that have dreams? I hope not. Shall we rise to our feet? And let's make this our prayer. But before we pray, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to do so this morning. Because God will only put a dream in you that is beneficial to Him. God will not sponsor. God will not activate a dream that will destroy you. And trust me, until you come into the family of God, into a relationship with Him, you can never be sure that the dream in your heart is a productive, life-giving dream. Because the Bible says that there are ways that seem right to a man, but it leads to what? It leads to destruction. One way you can be sure that the dream in you is growing and is of God is because you yourself you are in God so if you are here and you do not know you have not accepted Jesus into your heart to be your savior and your lord I just want you to wave your hand at me just wave it at me this is the beginning of a new year beginning of new dreams for you I want you to start on the right foundation just lift up that hand so that I can pray with you before the rest of us will begin to pray. Is there anyone who is waving his hands or hands and saying, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. This is January 2023. I want to dream. I want to dream the dreams that you have dreamt for me. Is there anyone? Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you. So the rest of us I want to say Father I have taken matters into my hands because of unfulfilled expectations Lord I'm sorry Lord I'm sorry Give me the wisdom and the grace to disconnect myself from the matters I've taken into my hands in the name of Jesus talk to him give me the wisdom and the grace to severe myself from every action that I've taken that is outside of you that has not been inspired by you that was not prompted by you give me the grace give me the courage give me the wisdom to turn away from them to disconnect from them in the name of Jesus Father help me help me oh God help me Jehovah help me oh God 
Give me the strength I need in the inner man. Father, to seek your own ways and not mine. In the name of Jesus. Father, bring me back to your original plan. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mark asende kete. Name asende kete lebronde kete. Vragados kende kete lebronde kete. Help me, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to lift up your voice and say, Father, please reconfirm to me, O God, today and in this season, the dream that you placed in my heart. Revive it again. Awaken it again. In the name of Jesus. Reconfirm it, O God. Bring it back, Father, in the name of Jesus. Enliven it. God of heaven, in the mighty name of Jesus. In any way, the dreams you placed in the inside of me died in my inside. Lord God, revive them. Wake them up, O God, in the name of Jesus. Make a shendekete. Rema sunda kuraba shendekete. Ne makanda kandekete. Ne makanda katole brondekete. In any way, weariness, tiredness has set into your, into your plans and your goals for my life. Father, bring strength back in the name of Jesus. Makandekendekete. Makashendekete. Father, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I give you glory. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. And finally, you are going to pray and say, Father, Father, let there be an end to unfulfilled expectations in my life. In the name of Jesus. Let there be an end to unfulfilled expectations in my life in the name of Jesus. While I believe you, O oh God, for an end to unfulfilled expectations, Lord God, the grace never to take matters into my hands. Lord God, I receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Maka shende kete, rema kandos kende kete, rakatonda skuta livrande, mandos kende kete lebronde kete, jegede makandos kende kete. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Father Lord, as a church and as a people, we have lifted up our voices to you, O God. Asking, O Father, that every and any dream that you have placed in our hearts that have died, Lord, by your mercy, revive them. Reconfirm those dreams to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, and Lord God, going from now, the grace, the courage, the wisdom, the strength, 
the discipline never again to take matters into our own hands father by faith we receive it in the name of jesus help also god to walk circumspectly to the praise and to the glory of your name we declare an end to counterfeit dreams in our lives father we thank you blessed be your name O god in jesus mighty name we have prayed i want to encourage you you have prayed continue to pray these prayers for the whole of this week along with other prayers we are praying as we are fasting and then by next sunday we will add the other two that you put in your prayers so that this 2023 will be a year of victory for all of us in the mighty name of jesus god bless you